0: You on CuriosityStream, we've walked with dinosaurs, we've explored our prehistoric planet, and we were always told the same story. Extinction came from the sky. But what if dinosaurs survived? Amazing Dino World 2. Watch it now on CuriosityStream. With monthly, annual, and bundle plans, find the one that works for you at CuriosityStream.com. Welcome to our podcast, I'm Jeff Pelletier. The purpose of our podcast is a simple question, why is Israel important? Over the next many episodes, my partner Neil Johnson and I will seek to answer this question. There are just barely over 14 million descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the world today, and about five and a half million of them live in Israel. The rest are scattered across and among the nations. For the sake of our podcast, Israel is both a country and the people. Welcome, friends. We'd love for you to interact with the show on Facebook. We post all our shows there, plus interesting stories about Israel for you to comment about. If you have a question about the show or if you want to disagree or provide an additional insight... That's the place to do it. Israel, why is the Middle East important? Here on Israel, why is the Middle East important? Friends, we are continuing to explore the five critically essential people in God's plan. Adam, Noah, Abraham, Moses, and Jesus. The five covenant persons of God's plan. We suggest you download all the episodes and begin with number one, to get the complete story of the key question we're asking, Israel, why is the Middle East important? And we are not preaching here, we are discovering, something we invite you to do with us. We are not proving a point, we are focused on the plan of God for the world, and how it unfolds, and we're letting the Bible and what it tells us, what it says, what it means, do that for us. Neil and I are taking you through the story from the beginning. It's one thing to know the end. It's another to understand the journey. God's plan begins in Genesis. Three out of the five persons God uses are in Genesis. Genesis is the foundation of understanding of God's plan. This will be our seventh show about Abraham. Abraham's story is generally not taught in the manner or the depth that we're giving you. God is a covenant God. He gives us his word and makes a promise, and then he keeps his promises. He made covenants with Adam and Eve and Noah, and now he makes covenants with Abraham. God is faithful, which means you can count on him and trust his word and his covenants. That's what faithful means. So we see, Neil uh, here in the unfolding plan of God for Israel, uh, we see here that uh, from a previous uh, chapter that Lot and his family uh, had split uh, with Abraham, and that led him to a place uh, that was not a good choice for Lot and his family. Talk about that place that Lot went to.
1: Right. So, uh, as you said, we've talked about that before, that uh, Lot... Uh, had the uh, option, Abraham gave it to him, when their flocks, their wealth, their riches, their property grew so large that they had to split for the health of their own flocks and property. Lot voluntarily looked, he saw a fertile plain, Mm -hmm. and that's what we call the Sodom and Gomorrah area, the five cities, and Mm -hmm. he voluntarily chose and he went to that place. Yeah, so he split from his... uh, Uncle Abraham
0: yeah and he did it in a, in a previous previous chapter and, and we remember that uh, uh, lot was in trouble and, and uh, Abraham went to his rescue with the five kings that's right and and saved his butt <laughs> and, and uh, we, we but here we are he lot must have went back.
1: Well, uh, uh, he obviously did go back, and that's crucial. Uh, even at that stage, uh, the, the Lord uh, made it clear that the cities were wicked and evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're going to come up in our story we're about to touch on, where he says it's now reached a boiling point, and I've had enough. Yeah, but he yeah. has a standard. That's yeah. the key. It's not just yeah. random. It's we're not gonna, just and we're going to uh, talk about that standard right, in, in right. a minute or so. Yeah.
0: So in, in the beginning of, of uh, chapter 18, mm-hmm. uh, Abraham and Sarah are at a particular place, right? And they and they get some visitors. They get some visitors. So, what is the place they're at?
1: Well, the place they're at is called the Oaks of Mamre. This is what uh, an area. Remember, Mamre was one of the friends who also went with Abraham mm-hmm. to fight these uh, four kings who came from uh, the east uh, against the five kings of the plain. Mamre is Hebron, or Hebron, as we say it, Hebron. Hebron. Uh, and, and, and that's
0: today, that's what it's called. And that's
1: today what it's called. That was the uh, city uh, of David before he went to Jerusalem. That's where the uh, patriarchs, all except for not Leah, uh, uh, Rachel, are buried there, mm. including, as we said in previous uh, broadcasts, that uh, the legend has it that Adam and Eve are also buried there. Mm. And that cave is called Machpelah. Mm. And it's a very hot spot today. It's 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 quite something. So we can see the reality of this conflict of the uh, good and evil. Uh, it's a it's a a place that uh, next to Jerusalem, it's one of the what's called Jeff the four holy cities uh, of the land, and uh, it's uh, it's inflamed just like Jerusalem is. And again, because there's a spiritual significance to that. Mm.
0: Wow. Wow. So So Abraham is at that spot in this story. Very significant. Interesting. Very significant that that's where he is. So they they get some visitors.
1: They get some visitors, and it's it's good to tell right at the outset, Jeff, that uh, we're going to see throughout this. We won't parse it out each specific time, but they are variously uh, three men, Uh three beings. Yahweh, it says specifically, the Lord God, his name. Mm -hmm. uh, And it goes back and forth between... Uh, singular, plural, they, them, we, I, Yahweh, men. Uh, Jumping ahead quickly, it won't be until the next chapter, but it actually then refers to them in the same way, but then at the beginning it calls them angels. So we have all kinds of different descriptions of these entities. So just
0: to give a brief example, verses 1 and 2 of chapter 18. Now the Lord or right. Yahweh, right. appeared to him right. by the oaks of Mamre while he was sitting at the f- tent door in the heat of the day. So we're talking right.
1: noon. Yeah, right. sure.
0: When he lifted up his eyes and looked, behold, right. three men were standing opposite him. And when he saw them, yeah. he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the earth and said, My Lord, Right. If now I have found favor in your sight, please do not pass your servant by. And then he goes on to uh, demand, you know, uh, food for them and drink for them and so forth. But that's an example right there of those seemingly convoluted uh, references.
1: Right, exactly. Three men, Yahweh, plural, Mm -hmm. singular, Mm -hmm. sees three, addresses them as a singular. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's quite an interesting, uh, I don't know what you would call that, theology for sure but yeah. you know it's it's very simplistic just to say something simple but what is exactly going on it is the mystery it yeah, is the mystery it
0: is it is an amazing is it it is amazing mystery there and it, it's just a really good thing to to ponder folks if you're if you're reading that chapter as we speak it's a great thing to ponder that as a as a christian so they they have visitors and so Abraham responds by treating them as holy right and and immediately demands that they get food and drink and and he prepares food for them
1: right well as we said in the, even in that opening chapter that starts this whole thing it's it's a lot of action there's a lot happening it seems like wow from the minute he sees them it's fast paced we see how he reacts and and uh, when he goes to them, it says he looked and saw them, and behold, mm. it's, it's this action, and the, the word saw, uh, you and I have talked about this before, but just as uh, for the listeners, that saw can mean more than just physically I see something, like I saw a sign, I saw a friend. It, it, it connotes that he was aware of something more he perceived he, he mm-hmm. understood mm-hmm. He, yep. he grasped yep. there's more to this than yep. that and if you see how he now goes on to react to these uh, celestial beings as it turns out mm-hmm. Yahweh being one of these people mm-hmm. here's this great powerful man who is all a buzz yeah all a buzz and all a flutter and immediately starts commanding his household about yeah. him for these beings. He knew something. We have yeah. to remember, Jeff. Yeah. This is not his yeah. first time that he yeah. had some experience with the supernatural realm. That's that's a really good point, Neil. Uh,
0: he does. He goes right to work. He goes. He, he says even quickly, quickly prepare. The, yeah. So it's it's really 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 great. And then they he whoever asks Abraham, where is Sarah, your wife, and and uh, and then they lay a bombshell on him. Right. That that he has been told before. But this is this is being said more specifically. I will surely return to you at this time. By the way, I right, three men. Right. I will surely return to you at this time next year. And behold, Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Yeah, when right. I returned.
2: And Sarah was listening in the tent door, which was behind... Looking to give back this holiday season? Donate to the Army Historical Foundation. For 40 years, the Army Historical Foundation has ensured our nation never forgets the sacrifices of those who serve. As the Army's nonprofit partner, the Foundation constructed the National Museum of the United States Army. The Foundation's work also extends beyond the museum's walls, restoring artifacts, touring historic battlefields, and remembering all we owe to America's Army veterans. Veterans. Donate today at ArmyHistory.org. Tim. And this was interesting
0: because in previous chapters, only Abraham got this, this word. And now here we have Sarah hearing it directly. Right? Directly. And Abraham and Sarah were old in advanced age, and Sarah was way past childbearing, blah, blah, blah. And Sarah laughed to herself, saying to herself, After I have become old, shall I have pleasure? very interesting right shall right. i have pleasure my lord being old also and so the lord yahweh said to abraham why did sarah laugh saying shall indeed i bear a child when i am so old is there anything too difficult for yahweh they're saying to abraham at the at the appointed time i will return to you and sarah will have a son so re- repetition Anytime God says it twice or three times, he means it, right? So, and then Sarah denied laughing, blah, blah, blah. But why is this laughing important, Neil?
1: Well, I, for me, it's very uh, telling because uh, most people, to, uh, to uh, whatever degree they are familiar with this story, which, uh-huh. again, this is one of the most famous stories that almost universally people will identify with in the Bible, the mm. story of Sodom and Gomorrah, believers or none. Mm. And what most people take away is Sarah, and many people have preached on this over the years, she laughed. She showed lack of faith in God, Mm -hmm. the woman, the woman, Mm -hmm. the woman, all a product of the fall. And if
0: you take this story just on its own, it's possible to go there. Absolutely. But we have other references.
1: Well, the other reference specifically was in just the immediate uh, preceding chapters. uh, uh, Abraham himself, when he heard that you will have a biological error, not through Sarah, it wasn't revealed to him yet, Mm -hmm. he laughed. Mm -hmm. So why is it, again, this whole whole, um, uh, idea of our 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 state of being that we find ourselves in now where it's unequally yoked mm. between male and female mm. representation of God that we remember so specifically mm. that Sarah laughed Abraham also laughed mm-hmm. and as we discussed what kind of a laugh was it Jeff I mean you can laugh without laughing at somebody right. you can give me really good news and yeah. I'll start laughing yeah. with you mm-hmm. or we'll laugh together mm-hmm. Or you can laugh with, I hope that's a true statement. Whatever, we don't know the laugh except, uh, in this case, the men, God, they, he, whomever, it goes back and forth within the same chapters, called her out and said, nothing is too important. That's the main thrust of this whole thing, is not that she laughed, but that he wanted her to realize And he wanted her to hear, Jeff. It's crucial that we realize Sarah was not eavesdropping. Mm. She had a right to be at the entrance to the tent, which is also significant because we read later in Scripture that women had a function at the entrance to the tent. This is, mm. this is um, uh, illuminating uh, uh, further uh, Scriptures and reality. of She was in her rightful place when God said, where is Sarah, your wife? What, he didn't know? This was Yahweh speaking, right? It's is indicative of when uh, Adam and, and his wife Hava first first fell, and God said, "Adam, where are you?" Just, mm-hmm. There was more to that, and he's saying the same thing here: "Where is Sarah, your wife?" He didn't know she was right there at the tent. He knew he wanted her to be involved in this.
0: So that's a that's a that's a really good point. It wasn't it wasn't a uh, it wasn't taking inventory, right? He was he was he was wanting. Sarah to be present.
1: He was wanting her to be present and attentive mm-hmm. because it's just like you. If you're with me and I'm talking, all of a sudden I say something like, So, Jeff, let me ask you something. All of a sudden, you're not just present, you're focused, right? Mm-hmm. I'm paying attention mm-hmm. diligently. Mm-hmm. Where is Sarah? Oh, yeah, I'm here. You, you see me standing right here, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At the entrance to the tent. So mm-hmm. it's, it's mm-hmm. very, uh, a, a lot goes on that we can read right past uh, if we're not looking for it. Mm.
0: And, and Isaac's name. Right. T- talk about that relative to... Uh
1: What's going on here? Well, it's quite fascinating because now God drops, uh, as you said, on uh, uh, Abraham, further elaboration of the covenant. One, he brings uh, Sarah into the covenant, Mm -hmm. right? She is not a superfluous uh, participant. She is crucial. She is. In a lot of ways. She is (laughs) in uh, in all the ways, right? Yeah. And she's part of the covenant. God makes the covenant with and to and through Sarah as much as Abraham yep. at this point as That's he's right. expanding. And he tells Abraham, who recently went through the circumcision process with his 13-year-old son through Hagar, mm-hmm. Ishmael. Mm-hmm. So this is shortly thereafter, this this circumcision. He's probably still a little bit... Um, sore? Uh, sore, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it doesn't stop him from running around right? because he's perceived, as we said, that word saw. He perceives there's... A, something's going on here again. It's quite something. Sarah's called in, and he says, you shall have a son named Yitzhak, or Isaac. Mm -hmm. Laughter. Mm -hmm. And indeed, Sarah laughed. Laughter. She laughs later. Uh, Obviously, uh, Yitzhak, uh, very little is written about Yitzhak. Very, very little in Scripture. But one thing we can rest assured in knowing is that He's one of those kind of guys, if you knew him, you would like him. Because Mm. everybody likes a guy who's happy, Mm -hmm. laughs, Mm. embracing. Mm -hmm. That embodied who he was. Laughter. Names were important in the Bible, and now that was his persona. Laughter. And he brought laughter. People would have liked him. We just have a little written about him. But now we know that he's on his way. Mm.
0: So after that, the men... uh, Got up and they moved uh, off off to the side a little bit and they and they looked, uh, they looked towards Sodom, and and uh, the five cities. And they looked in that direction, and Abraham was uh, walking along with them. And we get an internal dialogue here, right. right? Shall I shall I hide from Abraham what I am about to do, since Abraham will surely become a great and mighty nation, and in him all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Interesting, that repetition there, is it not? It's very interesting, repetition. God doesn't repeat for nothing, right? Right. Okay. Mighty nation, and indeed nations, father of nations, which is what Abraham means. Uh, uh, And then he goes on in internal dialogue. I have chosen him so that he may command his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing righteousness And justice, these are mandates, right? Right. So that the Lord may bring upon Abraham what he has spoken about him. So, uh, and then the Lord says, and this is again Yahweh, the outcry of Sodom and Gomorrah is indeed great, and their sin is exceedingly grave. I will go down now to see if they have done entirely according to its outcry, which has come to me. Uh, And if not, I will know whether it's true or not. And the men turn away from there and went towards Sodom while Abraham was standing before Yahweh. Uh, And that that to me right there indicates a delineation between Yahweh and the men.
1: Right. Uh, We don't know, though. It never says man one, man two, man three. Right. It just says Yahweh said he yeah. said they said yeah and and so we never specifically know except that Yahweh is in that group of three okay. Yahweh specifically
0: okay and that's indicative of what happens uh, coming up here. right okay, great, very great. very important. excellent excellent point so Abraham came near and said to Yahweh will you indeed sweep away the righteous with the wicked now this begins a, a dialogue right here uh, Neil with with God with Yahweh right about what's going to happen at Sodom Sodom and Gomorrah and Abraham Abraham is doing something that he hasn't done before and he's doing something that is he's he's intervening or interceding on behalf of of the city right. and, he, and he's he's in a sense asking God to justify doing
1: it right right yeah, uh, what we're seeing, in, in, in at least as being recorded, is is as you, is as you just said, something new about uh, Abraham, mm-hmm. which the, all of these stories are about his unfolding, his mm-hmm. um, his uh, uh, becoming more of who he is meant to mm-hmm. be with each successive trial or event of his life. It, it tells us something more. In this case, it shows that with trepidation he reached out to the Lord and he said what about for 50 and we can see in the story he becomes progressively if you will braver or reaches out a little more mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. he sees that mm-hmm. this entity this what which we get to read is Yahweh mm-hmm. Abraham saw perceived and knew something's up here mm-hmm. if he knew it was Yahweh he would have been face down on his face the whole time but he's still trying to somewhat sort through what is this vision what is this visitation what is happening here yeah. it's something more than just three yeah. strangers yeah but he becomes braver and braver as the lord allows him mm-hmm. and encourages him that's the part of the story here mm-hmm. is that yahweh is is an actively willingly participant
0: willing, willing to participate to stay there with
1: and watch his growth mm-hmm. as he tries mm-hmm. to bargain on behalf, intercede Mm -hmm. intervene, Mm -hmm. step in the breach Mm -hmm. on behalf of sinners because here as we said, God is not random he didn't just wake up on the wrong side of the bed (laughs) and say <laughs> I've had enough of these folks. I'm toasting them. No, he said specifically, yeah. Yeah. one of the three. Yeah. I, Yahweh, am going to go down, go down. One of the three of the group, yeah. Yeah. and I will investigate, verify, and see yeah. Yeah. if they're, yeah. which he already in previous chapter said they're exceedingly wicked. Exceedingly so wicked. we knew that yeah. where Lot, yeah. Lot chose to live. Yeah. And
0: this maybe may, this maybe goes back, as people might be saying, but but Jeff. God is omniscient. He knows. Mm -hmm. Why would he say to Abraham, I'm going to go down and see? Right. Well, we've talked about this before. Abraham doesn't know. He's just revealing to Abraham uh, on a human level. Right. Right. What he's doing. Right. He's not. He does know. Right. He said he knew. Right. But he's just talking to Abraham as, you know, at a level that Abraham can understand.
1: Yeah, and yeah. and for us to understand, too, yeah. it, it all goes into what does God know, doesn't know, what does mm-hmm. he allow, doesn't know, how mm-hmm. much is predetermined, how much can be changed through prayer and intercession. Mm-hmm. We don't know how this works. We see very dimly, as the New Testament mm-hmm. says. Mm-hmm. But, but, but what we do get out of this is that God is not random. However, he's going to check it out or know or reveals that, he did not just say I've had enough like we do yeah. and lash out he said I am going to judge this accurately remember that is what Abraham called him the righteous judge of the whole earth you are yeah. not just a, yeah. a random I have power I'll nuke you that's yeah. the kind of thing yeah. men do yeah. but God says no I will rationally judge this situation
0: and and Abraham the contest the, the contest or the objection that Abraham raises is will you indeed sweep away the righteous with the wicked right okay they you know it there, there may be there might be some righteous people there why would you just destroy them all okay and that's a pretty interesting uh, thing and then his first his first uh, question to, to, to Yahweh is well what if there's 50 righteous people within the city will you indeed sweep it away and not spare the place for the sake of 50? Right, you know. Right, right. And, and that's a pretty—that's a pretty uh, gutsy thing to say, you know. And then he says, "Far be it from you, right, t- you to do such a thing to slay the righteous with the wicked, so that the righteous and the wicked are treated the same." Far be it from you, right? Shall not the judge of all the earth deal justly? So we're getting a sense here of of justice, right? What justice is. Which is going to be a very important thing in Revelation. Right, exactly.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Right? Exactly. But we've already (laughs) seen Revelation already uh, completely uh, taught just even in the Abraham. There's nothing new. Mm -hmm. It's all just a repeat, an elaboration, a rehashing, a different view. But it's the same things we're seeing here now Mm -hmm. we see then. The same things we read then we can read now.
0: And we go to, uh, we can begin with Adam and Eve. Correct. Don't eat from that tree. Correct. They did. Correct. They suffered a penalty. Correct. Or a, a, an outcome, a consequence for that. Then we go to Noah. The earth is gone to hell, right? Yes. God says, "I'm wiping them out." That's
1: exactly right.
0: Build a ship. Yeah. Okay. Again, same thing, right? Right. Very. God is just. God is just. God is just. Right. right.
1: Yeah, it says the whole earth was in Noah's day uh, corrupt in the same way that the five cities of the plain embody that in the microcosm of those five cities where Noah voluntarily lives and resides. Uh, that's the same thing that God's looking at again. This was the same thing I sent a flood to purify mm-hmm. and start again. And here they are right back at it. So uh, that's that's a. Uh, uh, He's also another type.
0: He, he's also keeping uh, his promise never again, right? To uh, uh, take out the earth with a flood. Yeah, exactly. He's not right. using a flood. Not he's, using water this time.
1: <laughs> I think he has plenty of uh, means at his disposal, right? But he's patient. He yeah. allows an intercessor or an yeah. intervener who's righteous. Yeah. What, isn't that hearken to many of the New Testament isn't about the prayers and their of a righteous person avails much? Avails much. We don't know how much yeah. is predetermined that it's yeah. written in stone, as yeah. it were. As it were. To take a, a mosaic, uh, yeah. you know, the tablets, yes, written yes. in stone. Or yes. how much we can influence or change or avert the judgment. Uh, but here we're, we're learning that God allows you to come into his presence and God is not anxious. He's not looking at his watch, saying, "Come on, Abraham, come on! I've got to get down to Sodom. I got work to do." No, he—he, he, it, it's very clear. All of a sudden, he steps back. Abraham stays in his presence. God mm. stays in Abraham's. God mm. is finding great joy, in, yeah. wow, my Messiah yeah. type yes. is interceding yes. on behalf of yes. holy wicked and yes. perverse people yes. to save them i've got time
0: a- abraham he's making time for a, a person he sees becoming himself right and right. and neil i just want to go back to our first parshot yeah go right for yourself right go exactly. for yourself That's what, right that's so exactly that the, right. the the journey that abraham embarked on when god said go right was not just a journey of god you know God's plan. It was also God's plan for Abraham, and and who yeah, Abraham becomes. Exactly and and before right. you before you right. say that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so, this is this is, uh, uh, verse twenty six and twenty seven here are yeah. to, to me, uh, amazing. God's the uh, Yahweh says, if I find in Sodom fifty righteous within the city, then I will spare the whole place right. on their account. And then Abraham, right right gets more bold, now behold, or hey, look, Wow, yeah. I have ventured to speak to you, to the Lord, although I am but dust and ashes. He's, he's saying, hey, this, I'm doing this. You right. know?
1: I, he's proclaiming his willingness to do it. He's learning the proportional relationship about I can do this, but at the same time, he's acknowledging, and I am nobody to be able to do this. No. And so what we don't want to give to our uh, audience or anybody who may hear this, this idea of <laughs> arrogance, <laughs> I will just talk to God, no, I will no, 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 be no, free, no. Yeah. I'm his pal. Yeah. There, there, there's an aspect of, of both are true at the same time of I can come in, mm-hmm. I can be bold, mm-hmm. I am nothing. Both mm-hmm. are true at the, same time. True at the same time. And you have to find, this is the lech lecha, mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is the story mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And God, Jeff, it's crucial that we say these the, the, these parshots of Abraham are, are, are just gold because mm-hmm. they're so easy in a very short space of time to just keep pulling these things out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He wants us to get a picture of, through Abraham, Who Messiah is Mm -hmm. What he can do Mm -hmm. What the perfect does And this is a picture Of this intercession The story of Sodom and Gomorrah While it will And we will elaborate It's about warfare Destruction Judgment The story is not about Destruction Mm -hmm. The story is not about God saying I'm mad I'm going to go toast them Because I have the power And they're not doing what I want. That's not what the story's Mm -hmm. about. The story Mm -hmm. really is about what you're just reading here. Mm -hmm. The Messiah, Mm -hmm. in this case, figure. Yes. The Abrahamic Messiah figure. Just as Noah was a
0: figure. Exactly right.
1: Making a way to not suffer Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. just repercussions from mm-hmm. the just judge. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's trying to show here. The story of Sodom and Gomorrah, again, mm-hmm. make clear, is not about destroying. It's so, about saving.
0: This idea of Messiah
1: all the way through. All the way all through. All
0: the way through, beginning with Noah. Adam and Eve are not necessarily, but beginning with Noah. He's the first who is who saves. And then Abraham saves he, he rescued lot before too. Right, right. They right. saves right? right, and then we're going to see Moses. Blah blah blah. We're going to go there, but uh, he says to he, he says to uh, Yahweh, suppose there's suppose there's only forty five, right, right. I will not destroy it if I find forty five there. He says to Abraham. So he spoke to him yet again and says, suppose forty are found. I will not do it on account of 40. So God I think is really enjoying this. I really I mean he, he, in the, in the way that he's pleased with
1: what he sees there, in Abraham. This is the way to read this. It's very much so that God is like perfect. Mm-hmm. I've got all the time in the world mm-hmm. to listen. Mm-hmm. I personally think if you watch it go down 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 here as you will continue I believe that God would have allowed, had Abraham had the wherewithal thinking or faith or understanding or whatever, to say, Lord, I just ask you not to do it in my own righteousness, if you will, mm-hmm. because he is declared mm-hmm. righteous. Mm-hmm. God saved Lot, Lot because of Abraham's righteousness. We're, we'll read that later. It's yes, because we will. Yeah. I believe that yeah. Abraham's yeah goodness, mm-hmm. zest for God, the, the prayers, the fervent prayers of a righteous man, as the New Testament mm-hmm, says. Mm-hmm. I believe he could have said, Lord, they are a wicked city, as you know, or wicked group of cities, a wicked area. Save them on my account. I believe the Lord would have said, Abraham, I will do that for you. Mm-hmm. It wasn't 10 was a mm-hmm. magical number, mm-hmm. although it is. It's a minion. We've talked about that before, mm-hmm. the 10 mm-hmm. and so on. It has significance mm-hmm. and we we'll get there, but uh, God was not in a hurry and Abraham was not holding him back from from doing something. God enjoyed this. Yeah.
0: It, what you said there in, in, in verse 30, what you said a minute ago about who Abraham is, how he's approaching, how he's talking to God. It's not arrogant, right? Okay. Behold, I, I venture... I'm sorry. Uh, then he said, Oh, may the Lord not be angry and I shall speak. Suppose there are 30 are, suppose 30 are found there. And he said, I will not do it if I find 30. So he he's saying to God, please don't be angry with me, but I'm going to continue, right? Which is profound, right? And then he says, now behold, Abraham says, I have ventured to speak. So he knows he's sticking his neck out, right? That's what, that's what an adventure is, right? He's sticking his neck out to speak to the Lord. Suppose 20 are found. And he said, I will not destroy it. And then he said, oh, May the Lord not be angry, so he's still humble, right? I shall speak only this once. Suppose ten are found there. And he said, I will not destroy it on account of ten. And then it says, as soon as he finished speaking to Abraham, the Lord departed, and Abraham returned to his tent, his place. And so, so that it, it, it's, it's an amazing process to watch Abraham uh, watch Abraham's growth be revealed, right? It, it, his growth has happened to him over this many years, right? He's, he's been sojourning with the Lord when the Lord said, go, right? And, and here he is. Here he is at, at, at this place in Hebron, right? Right? Uh, he he kind of parks here, right? This is kind of where he ends up.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's uh, it, that that area of, of of Hebron is is crucial. He does ultimately go over uh, not too far to the uh, to the west in that area, but it's all kind of a big area. It's mm-hmm. all kind of Abraham's land in mm-hmm. a sense. Mm-hmm. But this is crucial. This area of Hebron, and mm-hmm. that is ultimately uh, where he is buried. Mm-hmm.
0: So we ob- we observe Abraham. So the, it says the Lord departed. Right, the right. De- Yahweh, right Lord, mm-hmm. departed, and Abraham returned. So Abraham, Abraham didn't leave. He waited.
1: Well, I would just say that you know, uh, Jeff, there are uh, versions. There's ways of reading this last uh, portion here, where it says, as soon as he had finished speaking to Abraham, the Lord departed, Mm. as though the Lord, again, gives Mm. the wrong impression that the Lord wants to get out of this discussion. Mm -hmm. Remember, it's Abraham who said, I'm only going to speak one more time. Mm. I believe he could have kept that up because the whole context here is, and depending on how you read it, the Lord is nodding and smiling, saying, I won't do it for 30. This is great. I won't do it for 20. 10, I won't do it for 10. But the point here is not just that. It's, it, it's how you intone the reading it's how you see what's being said in the in the original language even it gives it a little clearer but this verse 33 it some versions read as soon as Abraham finished speaking to the Lord not mm. the Lord mm. finished speaking to Abraham mm. in other words God's got time he I'll does. sit here with you yeah. I want you to yeah. find yourself yeah. as you said yeah. lek that's lek-leka. what it's called yeah. so you, you, it, it's, it is correct to read it the way we see it here and as you read it, but it's also correct to say as soon as Abraham finished speaking to the Lord, then the Lord said, okay, he, I'll go. So
0: in other words, he heard him out. You're saying that God yeah. heard him out. He made sure Abraham was done.
1: That's what I'm trying to say. That's yeah. a good way. Yeah, he He was not in any hurry. He did not have to be talked out mm-hmm, of it. He mm-hmm. was... He was allowing Abraham to find out who he was, the type he was fulfilling ultimately, mm-hmm. and God had
0: time. There's an interesting also uh, parallel mm-hmm. that Jesus is on the throne right now interceding for us right. all the time. Okay, and Abraham as a Messiah, as a type of Messiah, also intercedes also intercedes on behalf of uh, the any righteous that might be there right exactly in, in that right. city it's a really really powerful correlation uh, and we don't we don't get that uh, too often I don't think we, we don't hear about that but i want I want to end here because uh, I just want to briefly talk about the first verse in uh, chapter nineteen right it's okay? crucial yeah, the two angels came to Sodom in the evening. As Lot was sitting at the gate of Sodom, when Lot saw them, he rose to meet them and bowed down with his face to the ground. So we know that Yahweh, which is one of the three, stayed with Abraham.
1: That's exactly right.
0: And the other two, whomever they were, angels, I'm going to say, I don't know, but uh, celestial beings of some sort, because Lot, you know, uh, treats them in a certain way. But anyway, uh, the two go.
1: Right. So now we have to ask ourselves this question. How is it that one of these beings identified as Yahweh, and again, we don't know if it changes at different times, Mm. if when it's referring to the singular, if that's man 3 or man 1 or man 2, if it kind of, Mm. you know, the... I I have this image of a red light above each one's head that, okay, this time this is Yahweh, and this time this. We don't know. Mm. All we know Mm. is that they're variously called plural and singular, Mm -hmm. variously men, Mm -hmm. variously Yahweh. We know that sometimes it says, and they said, well, again, as you and I have pointed out, Jeff, how is it that anyone could be so presumptuous to be in the presence of Yahweh, and they speak up? As they choose to. But it says that's what they do through this chapter 18. Now, chapter 19, we have to remember these were man-made delineations so that reading the Bible, the Scriptures would be easier with chapters and verses. Mm -hmm. And they're good. It's Mm -hmm. good. But sometimes it can be confusing because we think a thought ends here or a thought ends there. And I I read that for the night, so I'm done. But really, it continues on. The, The crucial point that you're trying to get to here is... Yahweh specifically said, I will go down and I will see if this is, you know, to this level. True. I'm going to stay here and talk to Abraham yet, which is what we did. And then it says the two men, Mm -hmm. the two men went off Mm -hmm. and Abraham and and God left. So wait a minute. God stayed and he said, I'm going to go, but he doesn't go. The two of the three parts go. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so again this is giving us pictures here of who are these but they're called men. Make no mistake, they're called angels only yeah. here for the first yeah, time. for the first time. For the yeah. very first time. Yeah, yeah. Angels. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, for us being believers, of course, there's there's this uh, mystical thing of the uh, of the Trinity and of uh, when is it an angel? When is it a man? What is a man? Mm-hmm. Is it Yahweh? Is mm-hmm. it Elohim? Is mm-hmm. it Elyon? Mm-hmm. Is it Adonai? Mm-hmm. How does that all composite figure work? Mm-hmm. Uh, but we know that there are angels, because you and I have talked about it before, john's visit again if we jump to revelation he starts worshiping an angel and the angel tells him don't do that Mm -hmm. we don't do this here but the angel's talking as though he is the lord Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's very uh, we we see darkly it's 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 hard to understand but your point again bringing it back around this is so significant that god said i'm going to go but only to go And in this
0: next episode, folks, we're going to take the deep dive into Chapter 19, where we learned a great deal about Lot, and we're going to have some great discussion about Lot. And it's going to be an interesting uh, time, because Neil and I have talked about this privately for like three hours the other day. So it'll be an interesting uh, conversation. So stay tuned for that chapter, uh, for, for Chapter 19, the next time we meet. This has been a great discussion for this episode of Israel. Why is the Middle East important? I look forward to how this continues to unfold. As you can tell, Neil and I enjoy talking about the subject as it helps us to get to the root of the matter about God and why Israel and the Middle East are so important. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and we would love to hear from you. Visit us at our home at Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? That's Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? And you can find us on Facebook using that same title. And you can email us at whyisthemiddleeastimportant at gmail.com. That's whyisthemiddleeastimportant at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. If you like what you hear, please invite your friends to the conversation. One thing Neil and I always say to each other is, I don't know. Because the only way we know is to not know. Once you have it all figured out, you stop learning. And that state of mind is what helps us to learn and grow. We invite you into that journey with us. From Neil Johnson and me, Jeff Peltier, Shalom. And see you next time.
1: God of night